0: Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. What an honor to have you at our amazing Emerge Men's Night. At Emerge Men's Nights, in fact, the entire Emerge Ministry is designed that men would emerge from the primordial, from, from the dust, from the ground, into bearing the image and the likeness of God in the earth. That you would carry his glory his anointing, his mandate, his mission, his calling, his gifts, his power, his armor, his weaponry in this life. I just want you to know that at Emerge, we believe that every man was destined, created, fashioned by God to win, to win in marriage, to win in life, to win as a father, to win as a son, to win as a friend, to win as a marketplace giant, to win in ministry, every single area. So just in the few minutes that I have today with you, I want to share a few thoughts with you, just a thought that God gave me. And if you wanted a title for this message, it's called The Joshua Disposition. The Joshua Disposition. For years we heard about the Joshua generation rising up. Well, there's a beautiful story in the book of Exodus, chapter 32, where Moses and Joshua up on the mountain... God is giving Moses the Ten Commandments on two tablets of stone with the finger of God. He wrote the Ten Commandments, the Torah. Moses brings them down. On their way down, Joshua's about halfway up the mountain. He wasn't allowed to go all the way up into the presence of God. Only Moses was. So Joshua just kind of stayed faithful there in that in-between zone, which is a whole other message. But on their way down, they can hear the, a sound they can hear a noise coming from the camp of Israel. And in verse 17 of 32, when Joshua heard the noise of the people as they shouted, he said to Moses, there is the noise of war in the camp. But Moses said, ah, it's not the noise of the shout of victory, nor is it the noise of the cry of defeat, but it's the sound of singing that I hear. So it was as soon as he came near the camp that he saw the calf and he saw them all dancing and Moses' anger became so hot that he broke the tablets. He cast them out of his hands and broke them at the foot of the mountain. Today, I want to talk to you very, very briefly on the the Joshua disposition. Joshua heard the sound of war Moses said, no, this is not war. This is something else. This is not the shouting of, of victory, nor it is a cry of being defeat, But there's a, there's a singing that's happening in the camp. Joshua was a territory taker. Joshua was the guy that crossed the Jordan River and fulfilled the mission and the mandate that God gave to Moses. And I believe that there's some lessons that we can learn from Joshua. And I want to very, very quickly give these to you today to understand that the the emphases behind why we do eMERGE nights, why we carry eMERGE ministry. The first thing is this. It's not what you're fighting that's the issue. It's if you're fighting. It's not what you're fighting. It's if you're fighting we have a real problem with super spiritual people. Oh, praise the Lord, oh, everything's wonderful pastor. You know, I'm blessed and highly favored pastor. And we keep kind of hearing this, but but you know what? Every man is engaged in a battle. If, if, you, if you've if you just come out of one battle, get ready. You're going to go into a next battle. And you may say, well, that's not fair. I don't understand. Well, somebody's got to carry the battle. And you are a king, and every king must battle to preserve his territory, to protect his territory, and every king must do battle to gain territory and to enlarge his territory. So you're either fighting to protect or you're fighting to advance and gain. You are never not fighting. It's not what you're fighting, whether you're fighting lust, whether you're fighting insecurity, whether you're fighting pride, whether you're fighting generational curses. It's, it's, I'm not interested in what you're fighting. It emerged, we're not interested in what you're fighting. We're just asking if you're fighting. The tragedy here was Moses had to say to Joshua, Joshua, they've lost the fight. They say that it's not the, 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 the dog in the fight, but it's the size of the fight. In the dog that determines the victory. The children of Israel had quit the fight. They'd quit fighting against sin. They'd quit fighting against idolatry. They quit fighting against evil. They quit fighting against unrighteousness. And Emerge, we want to put the fight back on the inside of you. If you're not fighting, you're losing. You need to be fighting. You need to be in battle. You need to be in warfare. You need to be engaged. The second one, General Patton said, there is no substitute for victory. There is no substitute for victory. Right now, we're looking at our school boards and I want to flip school boards. Right now, we're looking at our city and our county and the different uh, races that are running. I'm done with the wicked getting into power Most often through fraudulent means, by the way, seizing power and destroying our schools, destroying our children, you know, with with all kinds of perversion and sexual grooming literature that they're trying to bring into our schools. We have to protect our children. So I'm I'm absolutely convinced there is no substitute for victory. You were created to win. You were created to win in your marriage. You were created to win in business. You were created to win in the marketplace. The Word of God will bring winners out of you. You are more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus is what the Bible says. And when you get a hold of God's Word, which has not been overcome— The devil crucified God's Word on a cross and they stuck it in the ground and on the third day he rose again, conquering death and hell. The Word of God remains victorious. The amount of Word in you is the amount of victory that is in you. That's why you're the smartest people in all of the region because you came to an Emerge night tonight. The next point is that you can judge a lot about a king by the quality of his kingdom. You can judge a lot about a king by the quality of his kingdom. King Solomon was one of the greatest kings in all of Israel. And the Bible says in the time of Solomon, silver was as common as stone and cedar, expensive cedar wood, was as common as the sycamore tree which grows in the lowlands. In other words, under Solomon's reign, under Solomon's wisdom, under Solomon's benevolence, under Solomon's kingship, everybody flourished. Many years ago, I was fighting with my bride all the time, my beautiful Leani. And I was complaining to God about all of her faults, lining all of her faults, and what a, what a stress and what an imposition these things were to me and the great call of God upon my life and my quest to try and serve Him and do His bidding and, and fulfill His ministry. And God just hammered me. He just said, Yerkes, your wife is a product of your husbandry. In other words, I'm judging the quality of leader, the quality of king you are, by the fruit of the one who is closest to you, your bride. Man, I'm telling you, it was a whooping that my butt is still sore today. I needed to hear that. I needed to receive that. It was a game-changing moment in my life. I realized then that, wow, if I wanna proclaim that I'm a king, I better start looking at areas of my kingdom. That's why I have zero respect for Newsom, zero respect for Pelosi, zero respect for the Democrat party, zero respect for the rhinos, the Republicans in name only, zero respect. Because when I look at the fruit of where they govern, it is hopelessness, homelessness, drug addiction, overdose, dysfunction, devastation, high taxes, high crime, out of control throw these bums out in the next election. Number number four is God gave Adam a, a commission to subdue. Adam was told in Genesis 128, I want you to subdue, subdue, bring under authority. Well, the only authority in the world was the authority of God's word. So Genesis 3, there's a serpent piping off about you can't trust God. Adam fails to subdue. Can I just tell you, learn from Adam. Learn the lesson that we bring everything under submission to God's Word. Why? Because God's Word is life. In my life, every area of my life that I didn't subdue, that I didn't bring under God's Word, chaos and disorder. But where God's Word comes, light, order and life begin to flourish. The last one, number five is that you're not just a king, but you're also a priest. Priests atone for sin. That's what they do. They don't hide from sin. They don't hide their sin. They don't pretend there's no sin. They also don't throw stones. They don't throw stones in judgment. If you have a look, the priests use stones to build altars. But the priest had to put on an ephod, and the priest had to bear 12 different colored stones representing the 12 tribes of Israel, and he had to carry the sins of Israel before God and then make atonement. Who else is gonna break the generational curses of addiction, of alcoholism, of violence, of anger, of divorce, of dysfunction, if it's not you? At Emerge, we wanna raise men that don't kick the can down the road. We wanna raise men that step up, that stand up, that be the hero to their generation. Don't let your children have to fight the battle. You be the atoner, you be the hero, you be the warrior, you be the priest that breaks that thing. Well, I've run out of time. I know that these five words will just kind of maybe whet the appetite. And I know that one of our great leaders and one of our great pastors and one of our great speakers is about to come onto this platform right now and and go next level. But if any of those five areas touched you, go to the altar tonight, go to God tonight, come forward tonight, throw your pride aside, get help, get power. Are you fighting? Are you in the fight? Or are you compromising and singing the songs of this world? I love you so much. God bless you, Emerge man.